Hi, welcome to the Mohua Show. My name is Mohua Chinappa and I am an author, entrepreneur and ex-housewife. This podcast is about everything from business to technology to arts to lifestyle but done and spoken imandari se. Hi, in today's episode we have Renuka Kriplani. Renuka is the executive editor of video content at Autoka India. which is one of the most viewed television shows and a youtube channel with almost 2 million followers renuka's career in the automotive journalism world is 18 years old but her love affair with cars is much much longer she has raced and rallied with many podiums she has also worked with her father building her own race cars wow turning rally care and learned all she knows about cars ground up renuka has also taken some epic road journeys across borders driving in the sark rally Asian rally and trips from Germany to India overland. Welcome Renuka in today's podcast. But before we start, we want to know from you what was the first home gadget you fixed or repaired as a child? Um this was a radio. Um I remember and uh, the radio conked and uh, you know I kind of took it apart. I don't think my mother was too happy about it. but uh, when she saw it all opened out but i actually managed to put it together again and then it became you know when you're a kid and you manage to do those things how proud your parents feel and they were kind of excited so it became a thing that oh renuka takes things apart and fixes them together again your parents should meet my parents i don't think they were very happy if i you know put things apart but well this is really interesting so you took the whole radio at home and you just pulled it out uh, what prompted you to do that well uh my nanny who who i grew up with loved listening to the radio and i think she was deeply distressed that her radio wasn't working and it was kind of the home radio that she used to listen to through the day and sing songs and you know i was upset that she was upset so i decided to fix it and uh, you know it was a small issue i remember that you know one of the wires had come disconnected and in those days of course i didn't know how to solder and things like that but i kind of just taped it into place and it worked so i was very excited with myself that i'd managed to fix it okay but coming back now from the radio into the world of television okay what was the first car race you remember watching in person on television if you remember any just tell us about it which is the first car that you recall even today when you look back well the first race i remember watching or actually listening to was when my father uh, did a race uh, they drove uh, from europe across to dhaka there was a race in those days and he did it in a in a uh, standard uh, triumph so uh, i remember listening avidly to that and looking at pictures in the newspaper because it was the first time an indian team had gone over overland to race so uh, i remember that very very clearly and you know rooting for my dad and and hoping that he would win was one of the biggest memories i have how wonderful is that so tell us about the first car you bought so the first car i bought was uh, a fiat it was a race prepared fiat that i bought uh, off my dad because uh, he used to prepare these cars for a for a racing team and you know um, after every year or year and a half you know the depreciated cars were sold off so i kind of convinced him that uh, i needed to drive because now you know i was i'd studied i'd come back i was around 20 and i wanted to you know have my own car but the ulterior motive was actually to enter my very first race which he didn't know about so which is why i was gunning for that race car and that's exactly what i did so my very first race was in that car uh, without my dad really knowing uh, about it and i don't think he was very happy when he saw me there at the start line and my name on the grid but 
eventually uh, i went on to win that race and i think that was kind of a turning point for him believing that cars were my life and that you know everything i wanted to do would be around cars so it's very interesting to know that at the age of 20 you know you got your own car and then obviously i mean you were the kind of a chick who knew how to like take the whole mean machine apart how did it work with the guys when you went out on a date i mean were you picking them up in your car or they were the ones who were being chivalrous i need to know this renuka <laughs> i think actually it was quite cool because i had this this fiat that looked for all practical purposes like a normal car but you know i'd zip off at signals and it was actually <laughs> tuned for racing so i think the guys were quite impressed with it and i think they wanted me to come pick them up just so they they could drive this car as well so it kind of worked out very cool oh that's a double whammy <laughs> So, you know, even though we are in the 21st century and when it comes to women in driving, we are still talking about busting the myth that women are rash drivers. So, you know, I have some data that I will read it out to you very, very quickly, you know, that, um, you know, I was just doing some research and I found this. Um, the statistics in favor of women drivers are women are safer drivers than men and statistics backs it up. Research has uh, revealed that women tend to break fewer traffic laws than the men. Examples of offenses in which majority share is made by men, you know, which include driving under the influence of alcohol, speeding, failure to yield and stop at signals, violations and reckless driving. Also as per statistics collection in India by the Ministry of Road Transport Highways, fewer women than men are responsible for road accidents and the you know the fatalities that are caused by this. In the UK in 2017 men accounted for 72% of the total uh, you know penalty points related to traffic offences despite the fact that the number of drivers on the road is almost equal so as per the same research men accounted for 84% of drunk driving offences 78% of speeding offence and only in three areas are women penalized more than men there is aiding abetting counseling or procuring driving while disqualified and flouting pedestrian crossing rules also so these statistics really prove that women are equally or actually usually much better drivers you know than men and myths are stereotypes and surround this uh, you know these things have been busted so you tell me your take about this you know i mean do you think that there would be more facts in which you think that you would be able to change the narrative for people who will be listening to this podcast right now I think what we need to do is amplify these facts. I think uh, you know it's just been through the ages and I think at a certain point in time it was kind of said in that, that way because women didn't go out and drive and this was in I'm talking about you know the older ages and so they didn't do it as much and I think because they didn't do it as much when they went over you know probably they were the best drivers and that kind of I think has just stuck through the ages I don't think that it has anything to do with gender anymore in fact like you said uh, all data proves that you know all the offenses accidents things like that most of them are you know men driving worse than women and i think men drive rasher women are more rational when they drive they drive a little calmer but there are so many sexist jokes you know about women driving and i mean i've i've driven around with friends and you know if there's somebody who's like little caught or there's a traffic that's the car that's moving slowly invariably the man next to you will say oh i'm sure it's a woman driving and you know this is the mindset that people have you know so you know to come back to you from where you began in today have you seen more women journalists covering the automotive industry and uh, you know the number should say something if you have any number of oh, yes. you know, colleagues that you know yeah tell us more we have now uh, we have something called the women's world car of the year uh, it's a group of women motoring journalists we started off as seven 
12 years ago we now have 46 women journalists motoring journalists across the world uh, that actually vote for a car of the year it's uh, called the Wo- women's world car of the year uh, award and it's become quite big and and actually all of these women motoring journalists across are working in their own regions to make people realize that it's not only about women drivers even if you see uh, you know motoring in general ads were always uh, targeted towards men it was just assumed that men will buy cars men will drive cars that's changed and it's changed and how over the years and i think uh, you know even manufacturers are beginning to realize that more and more i mean even in india do you see ads you know you see a woman on a scooty as opposed to a man you see a woman driving and a man sitting on the other side those were things you never saw before it would always be the man in the driver seat and the family beside him but that's changing i think it's changing over time and i think more and more people and manufacturers and everybody's realizing that you know uh, women drive just as much as men they buy cars just as much as men and like you said data proves they drive better than men actually absolutely they do but you know to according to me this is also such a pr marketing tactic you know of having women to drive because there's such a huge uh, you know cry now from women all across and you've been a jury you know of women journalists across uh, the world who was awarded the women's world car of the year it's not a woman's car that's awarded right you know it's just the best car in the category so do you think ever the whole manufacturing industry you know will cater to a woman because for example my hands are very small you know and there are many women like me i can't hold the iphone and the iphone which is predominantly used mostly by women you know my hand doesn't hold it so in the same way i would like to imagine that for a car do you think a car would really be designed for a woman or it's just a pr tactic tactic you know of getting people to talk about you know women becoming equal and there is a gender equal, you know equal, equality that's being spoken about just like your thoughts on no, that no i think that's changing i think that's changing uh, um from one of the manufacturers i even heard how they put one of their engineers in a sari to get in and out of the car so that they could understand how difficult it is for women who wear different kind of attire to actually exactly. get in and out of a car so i think i think you know okay it's not the topmost on everybody's mind and i know cars are still generically designed similarly but i think people are realizing the more and more things that that women need in a car and maybe you know access pedals height um i think all of this has changed over the years and um i think cars are now designed kind of unisex as opposed to just targeted one uh, gender and uh, most manufacturers now across the world have so many female engineers which is something we never saw before female designers of cars which is something we never saw before but well, that's so fantastic. i think that's wow. also changing okay yeah i mean um, our very own mahindra and mahindra had a had a female designer who designed the xuv 500 so i think uh, yeah it's changing times are changing it's slow the jokes still don't go away <laughs> and we still yeah. have to contend with the trollers Yes. Yeah, I get so many trollers who ask why is a woman reviewing cars and I'm like well, how does the gender matter it's the it's the subject that matters am I saying something wrong am I doing something wrong you know so uh, it's it's kind of uh, weird you know i mean uh, do they do they worry whether it's a male chef or a female chef reviewing their food you know despite the fact that women are supposed to be cooking in the kitchen and that's an old age myth but we busted that it's changed so i think uh, you know people need to realize that it's changed in in every aspect and i'm not talking only automotive um, you know as long as a person knows their subject why should the gender matter 
Exactly. But do you think there is a difference in how men and women talk about cars? I mean, do you think there is a difference you feel, at, you know, present? And do you think we mis misinterpret it somewhere ever, you know, with the way men and women talk about cars? I don't even think it's just men and women. I mean, there's a big difference between my husband and me. I'm a car person completely and I'll go in there and I'll check the way the engine performs and I will want to know, you know, how easy it is to drive, how it handles around corners and my husband is bothered about how good the AC works, how well the music system works, what features does the car have, how comfortable is it. So it's it's person to person. I don't, there are different kinds of buyers. Some are enthusiasts, some are worried about features, some worry about the way the car handles. I think there's different kinds of people and I would, I really wouldn't like to pin it down to gender, you know. Uh, I don't think that is what makes a difference. Sure, there are things that women will look for more in cars than men do. And there are things that men will look for more in cars than women do, but it goes both ways. So tell me, Renuka, even in your work, you know, as a journalist in the automotive industry, has there, was it ever difficult for you, you know, trying to make your place? Because I would like to believe that women are still struggling, you know, in this entire world of work and, you know, the hierarchy that goes in there, and especially in the automotive industry, it's a very masculine environment, I would like to believe. And, you know, especially now that you've done your rallying, it is a, it is a masculine environment. How do you hold yourself together in a situation like that? Because uh, I'd really like my listeners to know. So I'll have to tell you that my journey has been uh, a very easy and a lucky one. But I hear my female journalists from other countries. And, I, and, I, and I'm proud to say this because I'm in India and we think, you know, that in India we're regressive as far as women go. But I think in my industry, in the automotive industry in India, my co-journalists, um, I was hired by you know, a man who thought that it was great that a woman knew all about cars and, and to anchor a show. Uh, he had the faith in me. And I have to say, you know, Horma Sarabji, credit to him for that uh, kind of really let me do it my way as well. So I think I've had it lucky because I've, you know, the people who knew me had the faith in me. And that kind of, you know, made the other men in the industry around have the faith in me. And I think whether it was during my rallying days or whether it is in the automotive industry, whether it is around my office where there's predominantly men, I get treated as one of the boys. They never really treat me different. Uh, sometimes I have to remind them that, hey, you know, guys, it's me. I'm a woman. So uh, I, I've had that journey easy, but I've heard my co-journalists, uh, you know, on this Women's World Car of the Year tell me about how difficult it is for them sometimes in their countries, and I'm talking about European countries where they walk into a room and they're just singled out because they're the only female journalist in the room. And I've never had that problem here. I'm very often the only female journalist in a room of people. And, you know, I've always had the same amount of respect as the male journalists there. There are rare occasions, but, you know, those are very rare occasions. And I think those are, uh, you know, exceptions that happen in any field to anyone. So I wouldn't say that it's a problem. Where I see the problem is in the younger generation, unfortunately, out there that's on social media, nameless, faceless people that, oh, yeah, that sit absolutely. out there and troll. And I think that is where I find the biggest problem. And it worries me because this is the younger generation. This is the generation of tomorrow. And I think they should be more progressive as, rather than regressive. This is the generation that is actually sitting out there and trolling women. And I think that is really, really offensive. I think they need to open their minds. I think they need to understand. They need to put things into perspective. Um, and I'd like to take every one of them head on anytime. I mean, if I'm saying something wrong, sure, call me out for it. 
but calling me out just because i'm a woman i mean i think that is completely completely does wrong does it frighten you why ever why do you think women cannot review cars does it frighten you ever renuka because you know the kind of trolling that's done is so aggressive sometimes and you know as a woman being in, like i said in the whole you know such a masculine supremacy industry you know how do you i mean uh, navigate this mentally emotionally when this sort of trolling happens i think um, i'm you know i was talking about it the other day uh, uh, as to what driving has taught me yeah and i remember my first very first race uh, it's a funny story actually so i'll share it with you i was so nervous that was when i bought that fiat i was so nervous so nervous so nervous because it was my first race my dad was watching i had so much to prove um i'd actually qualified in the front row of the grid and you think that would have eased my pain but it actually doubled it because then i had more to prove you know mm-hmm. on the actual race day so i went out there and um we started off and there was one car that went out ahead of me and i was in hot pursuit and obviously you have one eye on the rear view and i saw the car behind me flip so i kind of turned the rear view mirror away because i didn't want to see it didn't want to know it and then i just got into this zone and drove and suddenly i saw these yellow flags waving now when you race and a yellow flag waves it means slow down there's something wrong so i panicked i thought oh god what have i done wrong the marshals came waving me down and said go back to the pit what are you doing and i really really panicked i went back my friend uh, who's also a woman fara came shook me i got out of the car i pulled off my helmet and in those days at the juhu uh, racing uh, circuit you know the stands were right close to where you got off and i could hear loads of people in the crowd saying aila ye to ladki hai and i really panicked i'm I getting thought, oh, the goosebumps listening to you renuka my heart sank and i said i've done something really really wrong this is the end of my career even before it started and then i heard fara say you idiot you won why were you doing an extra lap and then it kind of sunk in <laughs> that i was so much in my own zone i hadn't seen the checkered flag i was still just going round and round the track so you know i tell that story because i tell people what driving taught me is focus focus on what you do and forget the noise around you exactly. and that's the way i deal with the trolling as well that's the way i deal with most things in my life you know focus on what i'm doing and as long as i can do it well the noise around me doesn't matter how wonderful i leave this with the listeners you know saying that you need to focus on what you're doing and the noise you should just drown it out so before i end this podcast i will end with michelle morton's trail blazing rallying career once ari vatanen you know you must be knowing about him a finnish yeah. rallying uh, rallyist has said that the day i will be beaten by a woman i will stop racing at the san remo rally that year michelle duly did so she won it and vatnin never ever retired so thank you renuka for being on today's podcast and uh, it was wonderful talking to you thank you it was a pleasure absolute pleasure to you our dearest listeners you can find us on your favorite streaming services spotify amazon music apple podcast and of course on all other major streaming services with loads of love we are the mohua show where we talk imandari se